0: She would not believe her eyes If 38 fireflies Were shot down and killed as she lay asleep Cause I can't believe they dared To say Ellie was prepared To have her brain cut out Well, it's just unfair I'd like to make myself believe That maybe me and We Could find a way to live our lives In Jackson, Wyoming But we'll have to hide her immunity Um, That
1: seems very convenient
2: I don't know that I like Okay, I want to talk about the movie Warm Bodies for a second From the year 2011 (laughs) I yeah, remember that movie distinctly because I went with my then girlfriend to see it for Valentine's Day because it was like a it came out on Valentine's Day weekend, and uh, I remember us walking out of it and I was like, "What did you think?" And she was like, "I don't think anything about it." And I was like, "Yeah, me neither."
1: I can't remember anything about it.
2: I love that movie because it is just the pinnacle of like it had literally zero impact on me or anybody else in the world, and I think that's respectable. Yep.
1: The only lasting impression I have from it is the song that they used in the trailer is now on my playlist. Ooh, okay. Pretty good.
3: I don't know if I've actually ever seen that movie.
2: That's probably in the top three zombie romance movies I've seen. the top
1: three zombie romance movies where he becomes human again at the end (laughs) the movies that I have ever seen
2: I don't like that they chickened out by making him human at the end I wanted her to fuck the zombie at the end
1: yeah same
2: um okay is this what the show's about?
1: I don't think it has quite the same effect with these types of zombies in the last of us but we can make it work yeah I'm gonna go
2: ahead and say no um I think for this one I would love to not not be a mushroom man um so we're here today ladies and gentlemen of the jury to discuss the last of us the uh the hbo show the premiere um so we're going to be doing uh, a, uh one of these episodes every week on wednesday i think i will be more alive for the next one is my plan currently um probably some i will i will save up some more charisma But I just want to inform everyone I was in a courtroom for five straight hours and then came here today for work. So you can maybe hear that a lot of the life is gone from my eyes. Um, But anyway, uh, we're going to be like Nicholas Holt in Warm Bodies, like a lot like Nicholas Holt in Warm Bodies. Now, (laughs) what happened to Dave Franco in that movie? Does he die?
1: Was he in that movie? Yeah, he was like the guy oh i don't remember i just remember
2: nicholas holt all right i'm gonna just check warm bodies cast this is the first time anyone's ever typed this into google
1: <laughs> i don't even know who played the female lead nicholas holt plays
2: r teresa palmer played julie which i guess is the female oh. lead and then dave franco was someone named perry kelvin which cannot be a real name <laughs> How did they? How did the film do in the box office? I'm just curious. Um. He's still dead, but he's getting warmer. Oh, that's a fun tagline. Um. It's got 80 percent of rotten tomatoes. Yeah. Wow. Okay. 35 million budget. 117 million for box office. So that's a pretty good return. Uh, congratulations. Uh, to um the production company make movies. <laughs> That can't be the real name of the company. Alright, we're getting back into this. So, The Last of Us. The premiere has happened. Uh, we are we are ready. I'm finally ready to be embraced by Neil Druckmann's warm mushroom arms uh, and welcome The Last of Us into our lives.
3: Did you take your notes, like usual, for use?
2: Yeah, I did a, I did draw a picture of a mushroom earlier today. Um, Wait, and then you gotta
3: post it later. Yeah,
2: I, I think I left it at work but I, then I also wrote Neil Druckmann but like in a funny font and I did sort of as like a sort of acrostic Um, and that was my notes for the episode Uh, so did you Felicia did you take the rest of the notes
3: Uh, I did I also had to um, use a few um, comments that the person playing Dr. Newman is John Hanna who played Jonathan from The Mummy which made me super excited because I love 1999's the mummy because of brennan fraser but anyway you have
2: talked about that movie like i think more than anyone else i've ever met (laughs) (laughs)
3: um well i thought that was i i actually really like that scene yeah i want to actually
2: open us up talking about that that scene because like holy
0: shit
3: Um, yeah that scene was amazing and also i really think this show is very visually like beautiful
2: Yeah, yeah a lot like the mummy yeah
3: it, yes, exactly, like the mummy, but that, that scene, yes, we can absolutely discuss it, because I think that scene is incredible and very well shot, and so things I, they discussed, terrifying.
2: I think we should uh, preface quickly with, like, what our, like, experience and thoughts on the, the games are quickly, so people kind of know where we're, where we're coming in from. So, like, Jess, what is your experience with that?
1: I love. What? <laughs> no, I like them You
3: um,
2: like
1: them? Alright, good
3: I It sounded yeah. like you said you ate them Yeah, that's
1: there. what I said I said I hate them Oh, you hate them, okay all right. Yeah.
3: No, but I thought you said ate and I was like, wow, I guess you were <laughs> zombie-like <laughs> yeah. Um, My only experience with the game is watching somebody else play them because I'm going to be honest that zombies actually terrify me and even watching the show I definitely screamed at one part <laughs> And I was really embarrassed
2: about it. You wouldn't make it 10 minutes into warm bodies.
3: (laughs) That's what I'm saying. I don't... Zombies terrify me. And I was like, this is a mistake. And then I had to turn on every light in the apartment.
2: (laughs) So in order to set the atmosphere for myself, I actually turned off the lights. And I also turned my colored lights to be like a dark forest green. And I was like... Oh, "Oh, great. Um... Yeah, so, uh, I also have played, I have played the, both the games, um, I played the first one, um, I guess, like, late 2019, whenever it came free on PS Plus, um, and, uh, of course, uh, infamously, I also was, uh, adopting a cat at the same time, the same day I started playing that game, and thus Ellie was born, so, um, yes, Ellie has finally met her namesake, uh, in the show, uh, she was very excited, she decided to sit down and watch the episode with me, which was nice, um, but yeah, um, so my, yeah, I named my cat after Ellie, just, uh, because I happened to be playing the game, um, I really loved the first game's, uh, story, and I think I'm not as hot on the gameplay, but, like, that is true for, like, a lot of, or all of Naughty Dog's games, um, I think their stories are all really good, though, um, and, uh, The Last of Us 2 I also played, um, I think I liked a little less overall, just because I didn't jive with the story as much, but, like, much improved gameplay and very impressive game. So, um, yeah, definitely, like, a fan of this world, and, you know, whenever The Last of Us 3 comes out, and, uh, god, I don't even fucking know what they're gonna do with that one, like, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll be there. Um, so, yeah, I'm I'm not, I wouldn't, I'm not a super fan by any means, so, um, yeah my last experience with this game was when i played it like whatever three something years ago and so uh i'm not going to be the person picking up on like minute details that are referencing the game but i do remember what it was about and stuff um so jess would you say you're sort of an expert for this one
1: um, I've played them recently, uh, so I played... Actually, no, that's a lie. I played The Last of Us when I was 18. That's Jesus. not recent anymore. <laughs> so, but I played The Last of Us 2 recently, and I, I would agree. I've got pretty much the same opinion in that I like them both, and I like the first one a little bit more story-wise, and the second one a little bit more gameplay-wise. Yeah. Um, but I, I, I would say, yeah, I've got a fair amount of knowledge.
2: All right, cool, of the So yeah let's uh let's uh jump jump in right uh right at the let's just get right into it (laughs) it's 10 minutes in the episode let's just let's just jump right in um so yeah i do want to start off talking about that cold open because like i like legitimately got chills from it (laughs) like it just felt like so it felt like real i felt like i was watching like a real thing unfold um and uh yeah those the that actor did a phenomenal job like scaring my fucking ass off
3: <laughs> telling you th- some things are just it, it hits too close to home and you're like it, i i don't want to hear it you know you know it's happening and you're like but i don't i don't want to actually hear it in the wake of like
2: the real pandemic that happened to us like it is like so much scarier to hear this doctor explain how a pandemic could happen in 2020 basically like in 1960 it's like yeah um and yeah i I don't know it's like for me it definitely brought back some of those like feelings of like the the strangeness and like unknowingness of it all like in the early like you know weeks and months of the of the uh, covid and everything like Mm -hmm. just like nobody fucking understanding what was going on and like the virus spreads like this or like that or like this or like that, like flying everywhere and like just literally nobody knew what was going on, right? Like for months. Uh, I,
1: I loved how they strengthened the reference to the real Cordyceps uh, fungus. Yeah. Um, I don't know if you know this, but it um, the virus in The Last of Us is based off a real thing, a real fungus that infects ants. Um basically The same way they were describing, yeah, it, it goes into their brain stem and basically like feeds off them while controlling them um and i liked how they strengthened like the link between that reference with this especially how they've changed the way the virus spreads from the game so in the game um there's spores that come off the fungus so they've got to wear masks when they go into certain areas which has the fungus around them but they've changed it in the tv show to be more like the uh the tentacles that are coming from their mouth which is, um, more like the actual fungus that infects the ants, that's how it spreads, uh, with the ants. Yeah, I
2: believe- are those called mycelium, the- the tentacles? Uh, I'm not sure. Um, I guess I'd be the only one who would know. <laughs> Let me check. But anyway. <laughs> um, it's- co- I think they're called mycelium, yeah, on a fungus. It's a root-like structure of a fungus consisting of a massive branching thread-like hyphae, fungal colonies. So yeah, may or maybe it's hyphae is is how they they spread that, but uh its cells con- surrounded by a tubular cell wall, a massive hyphae make up the body of the fungus. Um yeah, so this is yeah, this is so this is how they eat and stuff too. So um I welcome to fungus talk. Um
3: yeah the fungi talk
2: yeah my name is my name is fun guy and i'm gonna be guiding you through this um one interesting thing about uh, i think a lot of people who are not like you know who haven't like studied biology or whatever like will like look at a fungus and wonder why like why is a mushroom not a plant you know like um what is different about a fungus from a plant and the gigantic difference is that Uh, Fungi have to feed on other things, they are heterotrophic. Um, And so they cannot subsist on photosynthesis like a plant. Uh, Fungus has to take nutrients from other plants or animals to survive. So typically what fungus is doing is ripping nutrients from the soil. A lot of them will actually eat insects and stuff that they can capture underneath the earth in their hyphae. but in the same sense, yeah, leading back to the, the the point of in like relation to the show, like there is a lot of parasitic fungus that will the cordyceps specifically like will attach to the body uh, of insects and essentially plug into them and control their neural systems. And it is a real thing that it that is real. Like it basically has like a hive of, of zombies that like share this sort of hive mind almost. Um And uh, I remember reading, even before this show was announced, like, when they were doing the marketing for The Last of Us 2, like, Neil Druckmann talking about that, um, he had the idea for The Last of Us in high school when he was in a biology class, and they were learning about the cordyceps, and he asked, like, you know, if that could happen to humans, and the teacher said, like, it couldn't, and then his thought was just, like, what if it could? And that, that one question was sort of the basis on which the entire world of The Last of Us branched out from.
1: It's interesting. Yeah.
2: Um that's that's not depressing. Um this is we gotta we gotta you know what? I think this is inherently gonna be kind of a, a sad, depressing show. Um not our show, but I mean The Last of Us. I guess our our show might be sad too. But
3: I mean it's it's <laughs> The world, the world is very dystopian and people are dying. I don't know if you ever watched the Netflix show The Rain. It's a Danish show. And basically it's one of my favorite shows This came out before the pandemic. Is this why you learn Danish, because of this TV show? Yes, it's exactly why. And basically, uh, one day it rains and the rain is toxic and kills people, but then it ends up evolving and like spreads into this virus too it's a it's a very good show um i think everyone should watch it but it kind of like feels the same and but it's such a good concept of a show um and the way it turns people and it's so interesting
2: um so i i think in the show as i mean like obviously in the in the um game as well but like Um, being, you know, bitten or scratched by these, by the infected people, like, passes on the infection. Um, and so, it is very zombie-like in that way, and, you know, the infected people essentially, like, turn into zombies. Uh, which, one thing that I think the, I I didn't catch the first time I played through the games, which I think is just me because I don't pay attention to things, but... Um, the first, when I played through, I didn't realize that, like, the different kinds of, of, uh, of zombies are simply, like, the same infection later into the infection. Yeah. So, like, uh, the infect- the ones who are, like, infected, like, the ones who look like people, zombies, are, like, anywhere from, like, they've been infected, like, anywhere from, like, you know, a few minutes to a few years, but- if you, you know, wait for something to go, like, maybe nine or ten years, then they'll start to turn into what we know as a clicker, which we gotta a look at and suspicious, suspiciously not moving one in the episode. Um, oh, the
3: yeah. one that was, like, attached to the wall? Yeah. Um, oh, yeah, that was super creepy, and when she screamed about it, I was like, oh, God. <laughs> I think I, I screamed, too.
2: I also screamed, but... Uh, <laughs> except the difference is that I was safe, and <laughs> she was not...
1: Uh, you've also um, got okay. the uh, the blo the bloaters and which are the the big ones, and then you've got the the final stage. I can't remember what what they're, they called I'm it the, in Last to of too. Right
2: now, so then there's oh cool. So the the infected are two days to two weeks, and then okay, two weeks to a year they become stalkers, which is where they're still very humanish, but with like fungus growing out of them. Um, and then clickers are one year or longer uh then they turn into bloaters after four or five years and then after uh, a few years after that shamblers uh which are the ones that like you know come after you they're like the tank ones Uh, yeah and then the it says the fifth one here is after decades they can turn into the rat king uh right do you i liked the rat king i mean i didn't like i him, thought
1: the rat king him. was so so good, cool
2: I, yeah i liked i liked the idea of it i didn't like looking at it but
3: that's what i yeah. want to name my band the, the rat, rat king. king you think that's yeah. not taken already i don't know if it's not that's what i want
2: i'm googling it right now rat king is a band <laughs> they are a seattle washington based death grind vermin band yeah <laughs> I'm jealous. Song,
3: now I gotta listen to them.
2: Their top song is off their album Ghost Stories from 2021, and it's called Sleep Paralysis Demon. They also Damn, I can't wait that to listen to them. Cool. Dick Rash.
3: I can't wait to listen to them. I'm so excited. Yeah, okay. Wait,
2: Dick. Ra- but- the song Dick Rash by Rat King is going to be the closing of this episode. Um,
3: um. We also need to discuss the fact that I shared that article, how people think that the virus is spread and it's... through. Through, like flour through crops yeah. because like they they hinted it so much like how she kept asking for pancakes cake uh she kept asking for his birthday cake the neighbors who were infected were eating biscuits cookies and she none of them ate any of that like they they weren't getting any of that they so happened not to have pancake mix they didn't have any biscuits and they think that like Apparently, what's it, Indonesia has the largest crop for, like, flour? And that's where the outbreak happened. Oh. Um, but I think in the game that's where the outbreak happened was, like, crops, right?
1: I think they referenced that it was coming from the hospital because the, the grandma, or whoever she was, had just recently been to hospital, they mentioned. That's why she she was infected.
3: Well, that's what they thought, but they weren't sure. But uh, there's a lot of references to that and I think in the game that's it that's where it came from.
2: Oh, right. Yeah, I'm trying to find in the game where it like started, but like um, I
3: can pull I can pull it up for you. Hold on, I got I got a tweet. It
2: originated from South America. It just says infected crops. Um so, yeah, I mean, like, but we also know that they're changing the nature of the virus for the show. So, like, it very definitely could be the the flower thing. I think that's pretty smart uh, to catch on to that. Uh, I wondered Tisha why she it kept... It sa- a zombie love book. Uh,
1: she- oh,
3: my God. That book is really good, by the oh, way. It's readers. kind of funny.
1: I did find it weird how Sarah kept on asking for sweets. Like, I, I thought, like, to begin with, she was just you know fancied a bit of cake but then it was like consistent throughout the whole episode
2: she made me want cookies though It, it yeah. make
3: me want sweets like i want cake so bad
1: okay to <laughs> be honest that family deserved what happened to them for putting raisins in a cookie
2: come on now when when will i find my fucking tribe of people who will uh,
1: <laughs>
3: <champion the original laughs> did, a- did anyone else scream with the dog i got really freaked out
2: Oh like yeah, that
3: the, was rough. I That's, was like, "Oh God!" Although I was dog. thinking
2: during that, I was like, "I'm gonna, I'm just like preparing myself for season two, watching that dog die."
1: Um, yeah. Oof,
2: that one's gonna be rough. Um, so yeah, we gotta, we got we gotta talk about the show part of this though. How's how's the show? Okay, so, um, I I think this is the the. Uh the main thing I think that like first of all this was fucking immaculately made and and like very high production value obviously like ev- like very like a lot of care was put into every single piece of this and you can tell um and I think that the difference in having two showrunners like and one of them being the guy who created this universe and directed these games was like a very key component of it um Yeah
1: I thought this would be like a cakewalk for Chris Martin because um, he recently did Chernobyl, yeah. and that took him that took him 12 years to put together. <laughs> so I felt like The Last of Holy Us was going to be like a cakewalk in comparison. So
2: let's I, we're just gonna and I know the Sony Ponies will come after me for saying this, but like the
3: Sony Ponies, <laughs> stop <it. laughs>
2: That can't be the first time you've heard that.
3: No, it is. <laughs>
2: um. But, like, The Last of Us, the game is already a movie, but then sometimes you get a gun and <laughs> shoot zombies. Yeah. <laughs> like, which is great. Like, I, I think that if I had to pick a specific game to get translated into, like, a HBO prestige television show, like, I probably would have said this one first anyway. Yeah. Um, which, not to say that it was easy to do, but I think it just, tra- it, it, the, the nature of the story translates very well. Um. And I, I mean, also I know- guess,
3: who doesn't love zombies? Zombies are really big. I was wondering if they should have done this with Uncharted instead of making that movie.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I was about to say, they did make the movie. Um, yeah, I
3: know, but maybe they should have done this instead. You think they should
2: have put Pedro Pascal in the movie instead?
3: <laughs> <laughs> you, you think
2: <laughs>
1: they should have put for- zombies in the Uncharted instead? <laughs> yeah.
2: Um, Taking
3: out Mark Wahlberg
2: really what naughty dog should have been doing is working on a crash bandicoot movie.
3: Oh my gosh, I would yes.
2: Um which I think I and you know what I'll say this, I think Naughty Dog has forgotten their origins. They have not made a crash bandicoot game in like 20 years.
3: I used to love playing crash bandicoot.
2: Um but anyway, so yeah, I I think that shows that shows through really well that like this it's very weird watching this in a way because it was like It's a very faithful adaptation of the source material that is also absolutely not restricted by the source material.
1: Yeah, I love all the tiny little tweaks. Like for example, that scene where they're like driving through the city. You know, from the game, it's like such a well-known scene that they get hit by a car, and the car like rolls over, and that's how Sarah injures her foot. And in the tv show they tease you with that like you could they come past an alleyway and the car comes out and it like near misses them and you think okay maybe the crash isn't gonna happen and then you realize they've che- they've just tweaked it a bit because instead it's a it's a plane that crashes behind them
2: yeah i th- i think that was really cool like i i noticed there were like tiny little things that were different and like i think we also the intro part we also got a, like a lot I wouldn't say a lot, but, like, we got more character time with Sarah before she gets, like...
1: Yeah. Um... We found out she absolutely loves cookies. She likes cookies. She loves cookies, but not enough to eat one without her father. Yeah. Um... We... She she can't make pancakes without pancake mix. Okay, that's most people, though. It's just flour.
3: It is
1: flour, I, I made pan- I don't have pancake mix and I always make it. I we do, I don't even think we have pancake mix over here, I've, never, I've only heard you know about I mean, it in American no, shows, I, yeah. I don't think- you know what,
2: no, I did do- I did make pancakes without mix one time because I wanted to make chocolate pancakes, um, which I- You could
3: just for. add cocoa powder to any pancake
1: mix.
2: Well, yeah. you know what, I wanted to do it the old-fashioned way, the way that my ancestors did 500 years ago <laughs> when they made chocolate pancakes. <laughs> the way-
1: the way that the people in the UK are still doing it.
2: <laughs> oh, the, you, you know, back in, like, fucking 1800s India, everyone was eating pancakes, <laughs> I'm sure. Um, but anyway, like, the, uh, yeah, I, I, I really, like, appreciated that, like, attention to, this is such a weird tiny thing, but, like, I feel like a lot of people who played the game had, like, moments like this, so when, um when they're they're like breaking out of the containment zone and um you know the the cop pulls them over <laughs> um the uh the guy who joel knows and he like you know beats the shit out of him right and then um, oh
3: my gosh that scene so nerve-wracking
2: that was a rough scene uh and then after that like he he picks up the the gun and like kind of glances at it's like oh okay and then he uh, takes it with him, it's like a, an SMG of some kind. I was like, I actually remember this in the game, like I remember this being the place where you get like your your gun for the first time and you're like, oh boy.
1: Um, yeah, but it's only a pistol in the game, you don't get the machine gun that early on. No. Pedro's exactly. lucky. But, yeah. Um,
2: but yeah, let's, uh, so, I want to talk about like the, the characters and their, their portrayals uh, a little bit, so. Um I think I'm probably not alone in saying that I think Pedro Pascal has pulled off Joel better than I've seen like maybe anybody adapt a character in recent memory.
1: Yeah, definitely.
2: I I am astounded at how well he just everything about him like his his manner of speaking, his body language, like the way he just like holds himself, like every single piece of it is like just taken from the, this this character and like this, this man knows how to act, dude. I've seen this guy do... Uh, I mean, like, we saw this guy in Game of Thrones swinging his spear around and then get, you know, his face crushed, but shh, don't worry about that. Um, he
3: is really good at what he does. I do yeah. love it. But, like,
2: just as somebody, like, you know, is remembering, like, the games and stuff, like... I don't know. He, he just, like, very very clearly, like, loves this character and put every ounce of, of ability he has into playing this character right and, and is nailing it. Um, and then... So, I think a lot of people were talking about how Ellie is a little different though, which I also noticed um
1: yeah she's play played by Bella Ramsey, who um she's most well known for Game of Thrones, which was actually her first ever acting role like ever yeah, she hadn't probably. even done like theater pro- she hadn't even done like theater productions or anything before that. she just auditioned she just for Game of Thrones of and call it, yeah.
2: But yeah, uh, yeah, Bella Ramsey. If you recognize her, most recognizably played Liana Mormont, um, who was who like you know fucking wrung out like all the northern leaders who were shitheads at that big yeah. Um, But uh, she did a great job. So, um, yeah. What do you? So what I noticed about Ellie is that in the game, in at this point in the story. Ellie is very shy and quiet and uh, seems to be, you know, stu- she's a very calculating and studying person, but she's also not, like, spunky and, like, yelling fuck you at people as much. Uh,
1: yeah, they've made her more aggressive.
3: Yeah. And she, she was pretty aggressive for such a small person, and it was, <laughs> it was a lot.
2: It's interesting because while I was watching that, what I was thinking was, like, I feel like they have made her a little bit more of an aggressive... And... Uh, oh, let me say this first. Like, so when she watches Joel kick the shit out of the sky, she is actually, like, kind of impressed by it. Um, and is not taken aback as much. Um, whereas, like... It, I think I think they're trying to... Knowing what we know about who she grows up to be in The Last of Us 2, like, this character who is a little bit more like outspoken aggressive vindictive a little bit more sadistic is like i think much more believable to turn into that person yeah um which i think mine my problem with the direction of her character in the second game was just like it felt like such a monumental shift from the first game but like I, and, maybe, and maybe neil maybe neil heard me maybe he read my review <laughs> and so he's <laughs> Back specifically
3: to re- your review <laughs> he's coming back yeah. to write
2: his mistakes um
3: <laughs> what nero has to say i've gotta fix it you see <laughs> everyone shut up nero's review is up <laughs>
2: <laughs> um but yeah the um yeah I, I don't know so what did you guys think about um uh the portrayal of ellie and also like you know just the direction of the character so far
1: I, I like Bella Ramsey, but I'm struggling to fit her into the role, and I think it's because she looks too young. I know she isn't too young because she's about, I think she's 15, um, 15, 14, um, which is how old Ellie is. But she, yes. she just it, she just feels a lot younger than she actually is.
3: Oh um, man, I thought she was like twelve. No,
1: she's not
3: she looks she really does look so young. Yeah, she is nineteen, um,
2: but she looks a lot younger. Uh
3: no, stop 19? it.
2: nineteen?
3: Get out of here. I she really looks like she's twelve. That's a that's that must be hard because you want people to treat you differently, but you have that little baby face. I can't get over it. She's 19. Stop it.
2: Yeah. Um, it says she started acting as a hobby as the age of four through the Laubro branch of Stagecoach Theater Arts. She's from Nottingham. Oh, is my... where the sheriff I... is from in Robin Hood?
3: I... Yes. Yes. I, I can't. I had to look this place. up, Nirv. I, I, I didn't even believe you, if I had to look up. She was born in 2003. How did, she really does look like she's so young.
1: Uh-oh. Wait, you didn't think Nottingham was a real place?
3: Well, the
2: sheriff. Sh- well, Robin- well, I didn't think Robin Hood was really a fox man either.
1: It's actually it's quite a nice city.
2: Interesting. Why was the sheriff of Nottingham after our favorite fox thief?
1: I don't um, know. Well, because
3: they were taxing them and people, and what happened was he was taking their money back and giving it back to the people in need, so they didn't like him. <laughs> um you remember the story no no (laughs) okay well that's what happened it's
2: it's been a minute um yeah oh sorry from the
3: rich and give to the poor
2: god damn why is this happening sorry my my dad has been calling me and i just like finally looked at my text and it looks like his house is flooded
3: oh oh that's terrible come
2: on Today is not I don't think today's been a good day. I don't think so. Um regardless <laughs> we can we cannot be stopped much like a clicker <laughs> who has seen its prey.
3: Um so, I'm sorry, rip. Bella Ramsey. You you look so young. I would have guessed you were, like, 12, but you're actually 19. I'm so sorry.
2: Rip, rip-a-rooney. Um, she'll,
3: ne- she'll never hear this podcast. I'm sorry. Yeah,
2: but Neil's going Neil to listen it. to it. So,
3: <laughs> Neil, I apologize. I mean, there's nothing... I don't think there's anything wrong with her, but she does feel very young, so I agree with that.
2: Yeah, I think she's doing a fine job. I will also say, like, I was thinking about... Um, in so i was thinking about the second season of this this show and like the fact that there's like a what like how, how many years gap is there like five or something four or five years um in between wait them. what between in between the, what the, the, the last the game and then the second game
1: uh she's i think it's about i think it's more like 10 years really
2: is it that long
1: she's twenty. 20- no actually no she's no it's i'm sorry i'm getting mixed up because the epilogue she's 21 in the epilogue um so the, she's 13 in the first
2: during the game right like in between like right before the the last mission it's like a year yeah
1: yeah so yeah i get yeah it's How, about like five
2: of us two
1: i think she's like 13 I
2: she's only 19 in the in the last of us two so in the oh. first game she is fourteen, and the second game is five years later.
1: But Bella Ramsey is how old Ellie is in the Last of Us right. Two? She
2: looks twelve. So then in five yeah. years they can film <laughs> season two. Wait, I'm, my math is not checking out. <laughs> um. Anyway, it is what it is. Um. But yeah. Also, I, I about mean, 20 year, that
3: twenty-year that twenty-year jump. I need to say the way they age Pedro Pascal, so good. Just, like, I don't
1: know why they. They jumped at 20 years, because it's 10 years in the game. Is it? I thought it was 20 in the game. No, I swear. I, I, I'm going to stop saying things, because I've been <laughs> wrong like, every time I've said something now. <laughs> Prologue main game. Uh,
2: Yeah, when is yeah. the... This is the Last of Us show timeline completely flips the first game. The game jumps... To 2033,
1: it says. Oh really? Yeah. Oh, I thought so it the, like fully jumps from. What you said. Yeah. <laughs> um... <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> yeah,
2: you got to stop saying things, Jess.
1: Yeah, um... I'm gonna stop saying things. I thought it jumped from 2003 to 2013 when the game was released.
2: I like the um. Yeah, it looks like it was from. Okay, so no, the game came out in 2013 and the prologue is set in 2013 and then it is 20 okay. years later, so 2033 is when the game takes place.
1: That would make sense since there's like PlayStation 3s lying around, so Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> the uh
2: I mean, but in this, you know, I think it was I think it was a good idea to, to pull it back so that it is set right now. I think that made it hit a little harder, especially with code, yeah. you know. Um Having happened, IRL. But, um, yeah, I think, uh, how'd you guys, how do you guys feel about Tess? I like her a lot, and I think they, I think they improved her character considerably from the game.
1: Yeah, I liked her a lot as well. I didn't, I don't actually like Tess in the game. I think, find she's, like, a bit of a hard hard ass, like, in the game, and that, that's all there is to her, basically. Um, whereas I, I felt she, she was a better character in the, in the show. Mm. Yeah, I
2: don't know Felicia, how did you like her? Do you, do you remember I don't know if you even remember who Tess is like in the game, but like how did you like her in the show?
3: I think she's fine. I think that uh, she makes a good um, companion
2: that seems like it sounds like you want to say something mean about her but you're having to be no
3: no no i think i think she's fine at one point i was like how did he meet somebody and then i was like i'm not even gonna question it it's been 20 years
1: Yeah, Um, dating must be rubbish.
3: You don't you don't wanna you don't wanna bring a child into this world like I'm just gonna say that I'd be like don't look at me like people are zombies or infected. I wouldn't even know how to trust somebody.
1: Also, no one's having baths. Like they've just been burning bodies and then they've gone back to their like wherever they're living, and you can guarantee they're not having a shower afterwards.
3: Okay, that was also my thought. I was like, people must smell
1: awful. Yeah, I know people are...
3: Also, why I wouldn't want to
1: live, because that is also my nightmare. Also, where do you go on a date in this place? How do you arrange a date?
3: (laughs) I don't... I don't Uh, know. Like... Did he make eyes at her? Like, how did that even happen? That was my thought. I was like, did they make eyes? Like, what, did they, like, exchange pills?
2: I think they both, like, reached for the same, like, protein ration bar at the same time (laughs) and their hands
1: touched. It's like, oh, do you want to go out for a drink of dirty water with me in the courtyard?
3: (laughs) How isn't there there more dysentery? I don't, I don't know.
1: (laughs) Yeah, where are all the people dying of
2: dysentery? Um, yeah,
3: that's a constant question for me. I mean, we also didn't discuss how. I mean, it is very accurate how Sarah died, but also how depressing that is. I'd just be like, "Take me too, bye." Yeah. And I, I, I think that. I don't know how he goes on. <laughs> like, I was that's actually so,
2: so sad that too, and it's something that kind of hit me in the game too. But I was like, and I, I mean, I, I think to my my reasoning was like i mean like tommy i guess probably right like his his brother is still alive and like you know the two of them have each other and you know when he's when they're separated which is like the impetus for them uh like leaving in the in the beginning of the the show you know like i have to find tommy like i haven't heard from him in weeks and like i think the the implication from joel is like if if he is not alive then like what am i even doing being alive um i think
1: the impression i got in like both games actually and it's not just joel it's like most of the characters in the last of us is that the people who are still alive aren't really living they're just surviving and i got that i always get that impression at the start of the game when they're in the quarantine zone because i'm always thinking like "Why would you even bother like this looks like sh- such a rubbish existence oh yeah and... That's
3: exactly what i'm saying like why would i would be like i can't go on guys like Go. Go on without me. <laughs> oh. Eat my bread. <laughs> <rations. laughs> I. Yeah,
2: have I think my like the- have my compact insect, insect protein bar, please
1: but i think that's like the whole growth of joel's character in the game is when we first meet him he's not like living he's just surviving and he's basically like a shell of what he was in the prologue his daughters died and as we see in the tv show as well he's fine with like burning that kid's body because he's literally just got like no soul anymore Like,
2: like dead inside yeah 100
1: yeah Whereas in the game, like, obviously, when he meets Ellie, he kind of finds that reason to continue, like, living, like, gen- generally living and enjoying life again.
2: It does really make... I think putting some more emphasis on it here at the beginning, too, because, like, his journey from before he meets Ellie, he is this shell of a person who is, like, barely a strand of a reason to live another day. And then by the end of this journey with Ellie, he is going to... I mean, in in his, you know, right? Like we can talk about like his decision, you know, whatever, and the the selfishness of it, but like, he he loves her enough to destroy the world for her, basically.
3: Like, I I have a question. Did anyone cry when when um when Sarah died? Because I was asked that question, I was like, no, well, I didn't I don't cry. Think
2: I did. Well, because I knew she was gonna die, and I was just sitting there like curled up, like waiting for it. I was like. Argh, argh.
3: <laughs> no, you, you, you made uh, Muppet sounds yeah, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, Kermie no <laughs> um,
2: but like yeah I, I, I'm uh, actually now I'm thinking I do make a lot of Muppet sounds when I get scared anyway um, so yeah no I, I didn't like cry I mean it was I was still sad and I think they did a, it actually hit harder than it did in the game because I think they gave her a little bit more of a character um, but like at the same time like that that actually does bring me back to a thing I was thinking which was like before the show started I was wondering like is this show going to maybe not really hit as hard since I already know what's going to happen but I don't think that's true at all like I think it's still hitting quite hard
1: <laughs> yeah so far.
2: Um, I want to know how many giraffes there will be in the last
1: episode. um maybe we should do a bet um i think they'll be free
2: you think they're only gonna do three that would be so shit
1: <laughs> yeah No how many are you expecting like a herd
2: it, it is a herd in the game do you, th- do you think neil has real giraffe money how many how much does one giraffe cost these days
1: I don't think there's gonna be any giraffes. I think they're gonna make it realistic and the giraffes are gonna be dead. Like there's no way those giraffes lived like for that long.
2: No, no, they live that long because they can eat from the big trees.
1: Yeah, but they would have eaten all the big trees in like about a year and the trees w- would take about ten years to grow back.
3: How do Is you think real nature to... works, Jess? <laughs> are the yeah, but they've got
1: real nature they've got like a wider selection of trees to pick from not just like the ones that they've got like to reach out of from the park all right how much does a giraffe cost <laughs> they have been traded in some
2: places for example in south africa they cost between 11 and 14000 rand okay so let's find out what that means let's 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 go high end so 14000 rand to us dollars that's that's not a lot of money. That's eight hundred and twenty-three
1: dollars. I can, Damn. we could get a giraffe, guys. Are, that's really it... what how is that so cheap?
2: That seems really easy that seems really
1: cheap. Um, it's more expensive to get it's more expensive to get a pedigree dog in the UK than it is <laughs> to buy a giraffe. <laughs>
2: You know how, mi- and that's that just doesn't make sense because I could get like fifty dogs and stack them on
1: top of each other and they wouldn't be that big. So you're you it's like much free much bang for your buck. It's like three thousand pound for a bulldog. Well, how is that more expensive than a giraffe? <laughs> um,
2: yeah, the an Indian elephant costs sixty thousand crowns. So if we're looking at that as like four times as much, then that's still like. Not a lot of money, right? That's like what like eight hundred times four is like what thirty like thirty two that's like thirty two hundred dollars for an elephant.
1: <laughs> yeah, but it's 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 is this like based off um the economy and where where are you looking at? I'm
2: just googling. This this is these numbers are coming from the Czech zoo, it looks like. Where's that? The Czech Republic. <laughs>
1: Oh, well, maybe that's based off the economy in the Czech Republic and maybe. it would be more expensive to buy one in the U.S. No,
2: it said that in South Africa, they cost this much. I'm just saying that's the source of my information. Oh. Um, wait, what? In the United States, ostriches, giraffes, and camels are all legal to own.
3: Hold Depends on. on the state.
2: Hold on, I'm sorry. We Florida, ha- we definitely. Any, we might have any fundraising goal.
1: Um... How is that legal? There's a Louis Farreau documentary um, on it.
2: So if you get a permit from the Department of Agriculture you can get a giraffe um how wow so okay giraffes for sale on (laughs) exoticanimalsforsale.net see now this one says forty thousand dollars that's
1: more what I was thinking it would be for a giraffe are you gonna drunk buy a giraffe at some point?
3: Yes, you probably will.
1: I would
2: love to, but uh, I don't I don't think I have I don't have drunk giraffe
3: money. You don't have <laughs> giraffe money. I have a question. Yeah. Is the giraffe um, scene in the game kinda like the scene in Jurassic Park when Lex sees the dinosaurs?
2: No, it is um, it is very akin to the. Have you seen
3: the Snowpiercer? No. Oh wait, I have. Okay, that's okay. a lie. I have. So the yeah. very
2: last scene of Snowpiercer, when everyone on Earth has died and the train has exploded. Um, yeah. Spoilers for Snowpiercer. Um, the only there's only two people left alive, basically, as far as we know. This this woman and this uh, young boy, and like the the everything and to to our knowledge at this point, when this train is destroyed like like life life as we know it is over right like that was the end um sorry
3: (laughs) she eats him
2: yeah that's what's gonna happen in the last of us (laughs) (laughs) and then she eats the boy um no but joel and ellie eat the giraffe so the uh the the two of them are like sitting there in the snow and they see a um across the way a polar bear mother and her cub uh, just kind of like uh, walking by, and that that is it. Like they watch those two walk away, and that is like the end of the movie. With the idea being, life like life will go on even without humans around, <laughs> um, and that that's kind of the same idea with the giraffes. Is like life will continue in some way or another. Like these ones escaped from the central Central Park Zoo. They were allowed to breed freely, and there's like a whole herd of them basically all these years later. But Even if humans are gone, like that doesn't mean the the earth is over.
3: I think there's gonna be six giraffes. That's my guess. (laughs) I'm throwing it in.
2: Okay. I I thought they were
3: still
1: in the
2: zoo. I'm gonna go full I'm gonna go all in. I'm gonna say no less than eleven. (laughs) Eleven. Yeah, I think first I think for a herd you need like ten or eleven minimum.
1: Um, and then, yeah, I'm going to uh, go the over- free. that they just get
2: replaced with zebras because they're a lot cheaper?
1: <laughs> Wait, I thought they were still in the zoo. I didn't realize they had escaped.
2: No, I believe that they, like, were just, like, a free-roaming colony that, like, I think Joel says they must have escaped from the zoo.
1: Oh, right.
2: Um, but, like, yeah, I don't know. But anyway, that, that's kind of the, the, the message is, like, you know, Hugh... I don't know, it's it's selfish and narrow-minded of humans to think of when humanity is extinct, that's the end of the world, right? Like, life life will go on in some way or another without us. And
1: somehow there will still be more remasters of Skyrim released.
2: I think that if a giraffe colony re-released Skyrim... <laughs> um I- I don't really know, like, what platform that would be on, but, like, I would absolutely be there for it. Um...
1: (laughs) Every race is just a variation of a giraffe, and tigers have been removed from the game. Yeah. Um, wow,
2: Elder Scrolls 6 absolutely needs to have, like, a Khajiit-like playable race of giraffe people. (laughs) But, like, their head is just, like, all the way (laughs) off the screen. (laughs) I wonder Um, if there's a mod for that. Oh, there definitely is. Um, but anyway, so yeah let's uh let's let's talk about the the um production kind of stuff though so like i think the i think the cinematography and set design were like fucking on point a plus the whole time
1: yeah it was
3: like visually stunning i will say that i was like wow this this feels like i'm actually in it and that's also why i got scared um (laughs) I don't want the zombies come in my TV. That scene where she walks in the house, and I kept saying, "Don't do it." <laughs> do don't the neighbor's do house. It.
1: Don't do it. The um, dogs so run away. One thing with the uh, quarantine zone is, why is everyone missing limbs?
2: You know, from the oh, okay. So I actually can explain that. Um, I was gonna make a joke, but I couldn't think of one. So let me just give the real answer. Um. <laughs> The, uh so they, they talked about it in the show and in the game as well that like if you are um bitten or scratched on your arm or leg it can take up to 12 hours for the infection to reach your brain and so it is a very viable thing to do if you are bitten or scratched on an arm or a leg to just cut the arm the appendage off um oh then, right then it stops oh, the infection. that makes sense uh, oh and then so that's another another thing ellie pointed out when like they shoot you know they saw the bite uh tess saw the bite on her arm was like no like i've had this for like a long time like weeks or something right like no one's ever no one's ever done that before like because the the infection no matter where it is in your body it's like a maximum of 24 hours before you turn Um, yeah but if you get bitten in the head or the neck then it's like just like a one or two minutes before you turn so it's really about how long it takes for the infection to reach your brain, so it can start controlling it.
3: Is that why uh. vampires bite you on the neck?
2: Uh no, I think they do that because somebody had a neck fetish,
1: oh, okay. and that's somebody
2: who's Bram Stoker.
1: Um, oh. I always thought they just bite you in the neck because that's where you've got like a good artery location.
3: You've
2: also got. A <sighs> Wasn't good it art not in your chest though? Yeah. Wasn't
3: it not until Bram Stoker that vampires like? were night walkers but until then they were all they walked in the daytime
2: um i don't know i'm not sure um because the story of the vampire is also like there there have been nearly every single culture on earth has had some sort of vampire-like creature like it's not like exclusive to the europeans with this idea of this creature that um you know travels around at night and sucks blood and uh is like bat-like in appearance like there's even an Indian demon like a like a Hindu mythology demon that is basically just a vampire again but like it's interesting like that that one has always been an interesting story to me because like that creature has appeared in nearly every mythology in a completely disconnected way like across the world and like everyone's like everyone has come up with it independently but um regardless I, I, I don't know like I think the um I think the zombie or the idea of the zombie that we have is like Maybe based a little bit off that idea too, because like the the word the word zombie and like the whole idea of it both come to us from like uh, Caribbean culture and mythology. I can't remember exactly where, but the idea like a zombie is like a real thing people would believe in and like try to conduct rituals to create like you know hundreds and thousands of years ago. Um, in like a supernatural sense of like, um. What is that movie called with like the rainbow snake or something you know i'm talking about rainbow snake rainbow serpent
1: the never ending story
2: no it's not that one (laughs) the serpent and the rainbow
1: i have never heard of this i'll be
3: honest
2: hold on movie wreck um 1988 american horror film directed by wes craven um man it came out the year i was born yeah i was not born yet <laughs> um <laughs> uh, so it's based loosely on a non-fiction book um about a guy who go who went to haiti to investigate uh the story of a real life zombie um and it's like it's like a moviefication of that but anyway the book was written as a non-fiction book and this is like a dramatization of it but um yeah like haitian culture especially but like a lot of these caribbean cultures have this, like, real belief that you can turn into a zombie. Um, and that people have done it before, and in fact, people will attest to having seen them before.
1: Also, just a, a nice little fact, you know, when the Pope dies, um, it's tradition for the new Pope to, uh, tap the body? the dead- No, to tap the dead Pope on the head with a hammer, uh, to make sure that he's actually dead. And that makes you wonder what's gone down in the past <laughs> that they've needed to check.
3: When you the, tap, the old do
1: you pope. Mean
2: like I've got to bash in the skull of this pope before he rises from the dead, or like no, tap. they just yeah, tap it.
3: they actually have a, a special hammer for this. But at the same time, as uh, Pope Did you say Benedict special pope actually,
2: hammer.
1: Yeah, uh,
3: <laughs> yeah. So Pope Benedict actually resigned, and which does didn't actually happen. Like before usually they die and then they elect a new pope so that was the first time that had happened um so that was new territory for them but that that procedure was still done to benedict even though we already had a new pope
2: Ah, interesting yeah there's a picture here of the pope hammer um
1: yeah yeah it just makes you wonder what went down for them to need to double check that the last pope is actually dead before they bury him
3: do you think that a pope had risen
1: again? Yeah, I think maybe they made a mistake and they were like, "Oops, how can we <laughs> stop this from happening again?"
3: <laughs> <laughs> My bad, guys. <laughs>
2: um, okay, here, the Carlamengo p- calls out the pond. What? <laughs> it's a Camerlengo. Sorry, I was I was thinking Camerlengo sounded like a Pokemon's name. Um calls out Pontiff's baptismal name three times over the corpse in an effort to prompt a response, failing to get when he defaces with a silver hammer that particular bishop of Rome's Pescatario, the Ring of Fishermen. I don't care anymore. Uh, Anyway, yeah, they use the hammer and they hit him in the head.
1: (laughs) See, that's very thorough. They've definitely fucked up at some point in the past. (laughs) Also,
2: the only mod I could find is one that adds giraffes to Skyrim, Wandering the Wilds. That's close enough. Yeah, no people though, unfortunately. So um anyway. Uh yeah, let's let's kind of uh, start to, to wrap up here. So um we need to what were your like final thoughts on the show? Uh on the first episode at least, because we are very early in and I mean as unfortunate as is to say, I'm sure they could still fuck it up if they wanted to. <laughs> uh
1: I think it was a very good start. It um I think I like how it's elaborating more on the plot because to begin with I didn't actually think that this plot was going to stretch for a TV show. I thought it would, I thought this was one of the very few video game adaptations that would actually fit into a film. Um but since they're elaborating on it more, I think maybe it would work.
2: Yeah, I think like I think just the emotional bond between Joel and Ellie needs to be built over a long length of real person time also. You know what I mean? Like yeah. I don't feel like the audience could from a two hour movie like get that sense of connection between them in
1: order for the ending to hit as hard as it because like We definitely got well, we managed to get a connection in warm bodies between Nicholas Holt and right. Nicholas Holt and the of, uh, Love <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> 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 Whose who's name I remember but won't say. Yeah. Um, but uh yeah, no, I I get what you're saying. Um yeah, I think that was a really good start. Um and I'm, I was extremely impressed with it as a pilot, even looking at it outside the scope of the, the games that I already know the story of. Like, it was a very impressive show. I actually recommended it to my um, my mom because uh, I think she would enjoy it just as its own entity. Um, you don't
3: think she's going to get scared?
2: Huh? No, she loves fucking... She likes uh really, like, crazy sci-fi shit. Um, oh. Yeah, like, actually, I really love the... <laughs> one of the reasons, like, I really love the Terminator movies is because, like... When I was like a little kid, like when I was like f- 3 or 4, we used to watch those a lot. Um yeah, it's really weird. Like, I don't know. My my mom is very weird because she like loves sci-fi and like she's watched every iteration of Star Trek like many times and etcetera, etcetera, and she just like does not give a shit about fantasy. Like I could not like put her head in a vice and make her watch Lord of the Rings. Oh well.
3: That's cool. I, I think that... I, I hope she enjoys it. I, I, I think I... I enjoyed it. I felt... Okay, maybe this was just me. I was like, I feel like this episode's running a little long. For a first kinda, episode, but... But know, maybe I, it was just me. I kind of
2: liked and how I'll, long it was, because I was like... It felt like a movie, almost on its own.
3: It did. I was like, what... But then I was like, what are they saving for the next episode?
2: Oh, there's a lot. Um, they are actually doing... The episode three, I believe, is entirely new content. It is one hundred percent and nothing that happened in the game. Um, and uh Joel and Ellie are not in the episode. What? Yeah.
3: Um. Hmm. Well, I can't wait to see what's to come. It's um, Nick I Offerman. This... He's.
2: I think it's about him.
1: Well, I'm excited to see what happens next. Yes
2: very good um
1: is it about a guy who falls in love with one of the fungus zombies do you think you can make that relationship work yes yeah i guess so a zombie would be a fun guy
2: i'm gonna go ahead and end the podcast um (laughs) on that um so yeah anyway we have to sorry we have to make our predictions for the next episode um all right i'm trying to think um I don't think in this one anyone's going to slip on a banana peel. Um, Damn. I don't know. That doesn't seem to be the tone they're going for on this one. Um, although I would be delighted, certainly. Um, I think that what I really want is for, like, like you know what I mean? Like, I want Joel to, like, step on, like, a rake, and then the the handle just comes up and whacks him in the face. You know what I
3: mean?
2: <laughs> um, I think that we... That could be good. I think in the next episode, uh, uh, I think somebody's gonna get clicked. Clicked. Yeah, like the clickers are gonna get them.
1: By one of those the clicker zombies. Um. Oh, I, I, I was thinking of the um that film Clicker. Do you mean the movie Click? what was it called? Yeah, that's it. With Adam Sandler. Yeah. Adam Sandler. yeah where
2: he misses his daughter's (laughs) entire life and then I sob in the movie theater
1: yeah that's it (laughs) um
2: yeah so I think I think Adam Sandler will be in the next episode and that you know what no that's my that's my that's my my speculation
1: I think in the next episode we'll have a cameo from Nicholas Holt from the 2013 film Warm Bodies do you think that they're (laughs) gonna pull him in for that yeah
2: okay all right, that's probably more likely than mine, to be frank. Uh, Felicia, what do you have? I think,
3: um, I think Norman Reedus is gonna be in the next episode oh. and 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 show them
1: how to actually handle zombies. He's gonna teach
2: them how to shoot zombies in the head with a crossbow.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and then yeah, he's gonna give Joel his crossbow from the game. Yeah, I,
3: I think he's gonna... that he's gonna be a very important character, and nobody knew that that's what they needed for this show very good i
1: think he's then gonna drive off on a motorbike and he's gonna keep going <laughs> he's gonna say this motorbike pre- what, what does he say in death stranding he's like this motorbike's pretty cool <laughs> this motorbike's pretty cool um, yeah.
3: and it fits it fits perfectly because he absolutely never takes a shower one day in his life even yeah you know, well, as, as a regular person which is why
1: well, in, everyone in...
2: <laughs> why in death stranding making norman reedus take a shower is a gameplay mechanic <laughs>
1: It's like Andrew Lincoln as well, like, in The Walking Dead, he's constantly sweating for, like, no reason. They'll they'll just be hanging around in, like, a community or whatever the hell it's called, and Andrew Lincoln would look like he's just ran five miles.
2: I want to give a shout-out to Andrew Lincoln for, just as somebody from here, convincing me that he was not British uh,
3: (laughs) with his accent. Uh, Thanks, Andrew Lincoln, for being in love, actually
2: yeah that was weird because like when i saw him in that i had already like been like that's the walking dead guy <laughs> um okay so uh i think probably uh one so we're gonna have a good lot of cameos next week it sounds like
3: <laughs> yeah i can't wait um am very excited for this media
2: um in the meantime everyone go check out that zombie movie i recommended that i forgot the name of the rainbow trout was that it
3: read that Read that book, uh, Breathers, that zombie book I'm now recommending to you guys.
2: Are you saying Breathers watch or Breeders?
3: Th- <laughs> *Breathers*. B R E
2: Don't act like it's somehow, a, like, an unexpected thing for you to send me a book called Breathers.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Next time, also- it's <laughs> <sighs> Also, don't forget to watch the never-ending story. Yeah, yeah. It's,
3: it's a very good... Uh,
2: um,
1: it has which, a dragon in it.
2: I think also, ironically, has ended.
1: And a horse that dies because it gets depressed. Uh, That's very traumatic. We don't talk about that here.
2: <laughs> um, I think... This, I mean, the never-ending story, like, continues without us, though, is the idea, right?
1: Yeah. Yes. 1983. I can't... R- I can't remember the film, to be honest. I don't remember anything that happens apart from the horse dying. I remember a lot of it. I also have the book.
3: It
2: ended in 1984.
1: Um, Wow. That's not supposed to happen. It's supposed to be never ending. Yeah,
2: really makes you think. We're probably the first people to make this joke. All right, let's get out of here. (laughs) Um, Thank you guys for for joining us for this one. Um, We'll be back uh, next week with episode two, which is entitled uh shroom head um I don't know what it's entitled did anyone watch sorry did anyone watch the little thing at the end for next week I did not watch it because I was told it like spoils the whole rest of the season
1: I don't yeah, know I did want to watch for me
2: yeah I yeah, well, it, I didn't check to see if it, it came up for me but like I feel I feel like we encountered this before where like Jess's hBO had a different thing at the end than us
3: yeah mine didn't even come up it just like it just ended <laughs>
2: interesting um yeah so there, there's no like discussion with the the directors or whatever on there but um i think that i think uh there are some other uh interviews and stuff i might might plug into before next week but yeah let's let's uh let's round it out so i think we have a good way to outro this one because we really just need to all make like zombie sounds to get out of here
3: that's
2: Terror. I'm gonna do like a Minecraft zombie. Huh. Now I'm a villager.
3: <laughs>
2: I love this huh. Alright. Okay, see you guys. I'll have to think of a theme song before tonight.
1: <laughs> Sounds good.
2: Ah oh, god. Alright, I'm gonna
0: end this. Naughty dog on top of the pack. Please take me to find that. Pill. Second only to insomniac, please take me to find that. Why do I keep on shooting shrooms? Please take me to find that When all I have left is certain doom. Well, to all of the fireflies, I hope that you said goodbye to any daughters I might leave scarred. But I'll keep my wits about If one of them makes it out, I hope she doesn't swing under par. Too soon?